What's happening, folks? And welcome to another Let's Talk United podcast with me, your host, Matt, this, this week. And my friend, Simon, is here as well. How are you doing, mate? I'm surprisingly good. Ooh, surprisingly good. So, yes, guys, we're going to be... Uh, this is a bit later than usual because I clearly forgot I clearly forgot about it. Um, we're going to be doing topics for discussion this week. are going to be Watford reaction. We're going to do a thing called Bruno versus Pogba. I think, we're very, I think it's a very one-sided debate. I'm going to ask you, ask debate if Luke Shaw's turned the corner a bit because he's definitely playing better. Whether or not it's just a temporary thing because he's sweated over the over the problem of Williams up his ass and he thinks he's going to, he has to play better just to try and stay in the team. Um, we'll preview Bruges uh, on Thursday, which I'm going to, and we'll also open up to any other business. Um, so I did see the game at weekend. I managed to get a we're watching it, um, and I. I want to go to Simon first. Give your you up, up on that. What were your thoughts? Because my brief thought before you go into it was started sluggishly, got back, got into the game thanks to Bruno, then took control of it. That's Pascal with the overview it very quickly. What do you think? Yeah, like like you say, we started off um, pretty sloppily at the back. I mean, to be fair, you got to give credit to Watford as well. They pressed us well in that first 10, 15 minutes or so. Um, so for the first. 20 minutes or so, like I say, we were a bit sloppy. And you could see the frustration even from Ollie on, on the sidelines. He was bollocking them. Um, but, uh, uh, Good to see, by the way. Get, yeah, and we were struggling to get Bruno involved early on as well. Yeah. Um, and I noticed that as the half, that first half went on, we shoved Bruno a bit further forward, uh, almost playing almost as a, as a support striker, really, um, to Martial. And from then, obviously, that's where we... Got the first goal, really, uh, from uh, James sliding that pass through, Bruno taking it round Foster and uh, and getting the pen. And then the pen was um, cool as you like, really. Yeah, Jorginho um, style, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. And then, and then obviously, came out for the second half. You could see Watford had, pr- had kind of dropped off a little bit. But um, United still had to, had to um, get that second goal. And that second goal... Thankfully, came from a bit of magic from uh, from Martial, and in the in the second half, then it really seemed like we put the afterburners on. Bruno was pulling strings left and right all over the shop. Um, yeah, I mean, like just like I said, I mean, from that point onwards, it was pretty comfortable. Really, obviously, capped off with the Mason Greenwood goal, um, which I loved that sort of goal. To be honest, because it, it was like Van Persie esque, wasn't it? It, it, not just that, it was it, the whole move. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The, the, the little comments of so, so, so the defender, yeah. And it just felt like something. It felt like the, what I would, if I had to picture a typical United goal from what I've seen from United in 30 years, if I had to say a United type of goal, it's that sort of thing where we win the ball back, a little bit of movement, give them goal, gets it back, quick first touch, bang, quick as you like. And, and that we've not seen that enough. And hopefully now with Bruno and a couple of players coming back in as well, hopefully we see that a little bit more. But overall, I was pretty happy with um, with how we played on Sunday. I mean, like I said, apart, apart from the first 10, 15 minutes, which I don't know what the excuse for that was, but um, thankfully we, we didn't concede at that point and we were able to go on and, uh, and score a couple of goals and win quite comfortably and uh, keep the momentum up after that Chelsea game. Because I think that's only the second time Third time we get something. We've won, we've won two games back to back this season in the Premier League, which just shows you how inconsistent we've been up until this point. So hopefully that's we can start again, get a bit of consistency because we've got three big 
games in the Premier League coming up, so if we can get through them, um, yeah, I think we'll stand in good stead for top four, to be honest. Yeah, I think fully agree. And I liked, um, it, I noticed it more in the second half against Watford, that Bruno's seen more of a free role. Mm. Uh, I don't think he's actually. I don't think he's playing number ten. I don't think he's playing number. I don't think he's playing a deep line playmaker. I don't think he's playing semi midfielder. He's going where he can get on the ball and create, and that's yeah. what you. That's that's what basically we get to him. He probably should have been doing, and it's just the amount. It, it, it's just he, he makes United want to watch. Make watch United again. He made that team tick. The confidence he showed in that game. And just the, and the authority, obviously you can tell he's been a captain, so he has that bit of authority about him. He's all you can say, get over there, get here, give me your ear. Come, sorry, he comes out says, give me the ball, for God's sake, give me the ball here. And it's just like, he's, I think he's made for Man United. I think he really has made for Man United. And that um, penalty, I mean, <laughs> it's one of those penalties that they're great when they're going out. When they're not going, it's like an idiot, don't yeah, It's one of those, yeah. isn't it? So the comments to try that. Was sky high, and already he's been there what five minutes, and they're saying Bruno, Bruno, Bruno. The Martial goal, it's quality all around. It's quality all the way around. It's a great ball through, which no other midfielders played this year consistently. That ball in inch perfect to Martial to take on. Again, another day he might find a finish first time. You know, another yeah. day, um, and then the skill just to stop the ball and sell them all the way and then flick it through. This. I said I said on Twitter on Sunday, I said, hopefully this is the moment when he's starting to click for Martial. I'm not saying get like 40 goals a season, but just a level of consistency. So, okay, when he plays, we get this every time. I think I think the level of consistency will come when he has better players around him. Yeah. Don't forget we're all Bruno's the first player that I can think of in the past, in the last Four years, five, four or five years that that can that seems to want to play that pass through the lines into those forwards, and Martial uh, basically our forwards are fed on scraps for five years. So I think it's a testament to um, to Martial and Rashford this season, and even Mason to be honest to some degree, that they've still been able to rack up almost career high number of goals, especially in the case of uh, Marcus that they've been able to do that with a midfield that's barely been able to supply them with anything. So now we've got Bruno there, you'd expect that level of consistency to 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 come for all three of them, to be perfectly honest, or at least a step up in that direction anyway. Yeah, and I think um, it's just a movement of it. I think also as they get more comfortable with Bruno Fernandes, they'll, they'll understand, okay, he can play a pass and he will find me more often than not. Um, and I think... I'm really excited when Rashford comes back. Rashford, Martial, and Bruno Fandes, plus where I was getting, where I was getting in the summer, which we may get to later on, is really exciting. Um, and I think, you know, we talk about the big decisions in the game. The penalty, I don't see any issues with that. Um, the VAR call, people are calling, <laughs> there's a thing on Twitter in the evening saying, Varchester United. Um, first of all, it was the right call, so screw yeah. you. Um yeah. Uh, the only call that was wrong was the arguably was the Maguire one. The rest of all bang on, you know. He, 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 I, I, I'll agree with I'll agree with the with the rule being debatable with the handball. I'll agree. I'll fine with that. But the rule is there, and it's right. The only one you, the only one you can say in debate even remotely that it could have been wrong is Maguire, and even that's debatable. 
You're forgetting uh, Martial and his uh, size 47. Oh, yeah, the uh, Jim, Jim Carrey foot. Thank you very much, Richard Keys. You absolute weapon. Jesus that just says to me, I'm sorry, I'm saying now, that says to me that, he, that if you're a pundit and you retweet that, it just sees, oh, it's anti United. My agenda is who's my agenda. I'm going to tweet it out. No research. He's not researched at all. Because any. I saw Richard and I thought, come on. I, I looked at it for five seconds. I can tell well, that's not fucking real. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's like, I mean, if he has the foot, if his foot's feet that big, then he should fit, he should show every ball instantly. Because <laughs> that was just, you know. If, when... if, his, if his feet are that big, his misses must be absolutely fucking <laughs> Jesus Well, is that, is that true or is it a myth? That kind of uh, thing. I don't know. Don't let's, know. let's find out. Let's, let's find yeah, out. Yeah, if, no, let's, let's not find out. Jesus in the God. chat, guys, if you know the answer that question, is that actually a truth or not? Let me know in the um, no, in the comment. This, this podcast is going way west. Yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah, I think and man of the match. I think we all know who man of the match is for that game, don't we? Yeah, Luke Shaw. Yeah, Luke Shaw definitely. Yeah. Nah, yeah. I give it to I give it to McTominay. He was brilliant for the five seconds he came on. But it's also a side note. Great to see him back. That's a, that was a big plus for us. Good to see um, Igalo again. Should yeah, he knew the squad. Off the bench. Um, like I said, just a shame, like you said. Uh, he didn't slot that in. Uh, to be fair to him, it was going in as well. Oh, no, he came off the uh, defender's leg. Yeah, also his defender's leg, then came off the post after that, yeah. So it was yeah, going yeah. in, I think. I think well, it, looked, yeah. it looked like the angle I saw. So again, again, he looked lively, looked positive, looked like he offered something different. So, yeah, all in all, pretty good day. To be yeah. honest, pretty good week. Mm. Right then, next topic. Nicely done there. Bruno versus Pogba. So I'm going to make a statement now, guys. And then we'll debate it. I'm going to make both arguments. And we're going to just discuss the two. So, Pogba. We, we talked on last time. We're not, talking about, we're, not, we're not going to dwell on too long. But essentially, the guys who defend Paul Pogba, no matter what he does, will say, and they've said, that the only reason he's been inconsistent is because the players around him have been complete crap. It's a fair point, that. He's not a loudest point. So, can you explain to me, then, how Bruno Fernandes has walked into this team, which arguably is worse than probably the teams he's had probably had down the years, recently. Probably, it probably is the worst. If you say if you say United is worse than United side ever, then you've got to say, well, Bruno Fernandes walked into it. He's walked into this side, and I would say he's had three games... Has he played four games at the moment? Well, four, including uh, coming off the bench against Bruges. Yeah, so you could argue he's played right, three games in a bit. I would argue he's he's put more performances in a row, you could argue, than Pogba has. Because this is the level of... He's walked to this United side, mid-season, under pressure, massive fee, and he has played well every time he's played. To very different degrees. The, 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 the biggest thing for me was the Bruges game in midweek. He walked onto that pitch, and second he came on, we looked like we we're going to win it. Because instantly the quality... Obviously Fred came on as well, so that helped as well. So my point is, is Pog, does this show that Pogba, this defensive Pogba of the players aren't good, so that's why I key can't perform, just now not holding as much water? Because Bruno's walked in, now it's early on, so obviously, the, again, the counter-argument to that is that, oh, well, it's early on, it's, it's you know, Dimi looked great when he first came in. We won't go to that comments he made today, you know, thank God he's gone. Um, but does the argument that, oh, it's the players around that are not good enough, well, um, look at the United side that's out there right now, with with no Rash with no Rashford, no McTominay, and it doesn't seem to be affecting Bruno, does it? 
So, what are your thoughts on that? Because I'm, I, I'm kind of between the two. I can see the point of players not good enough, but they look at Bruno and it doesn't seem to affect him at all. What do you no, think? Well, I mean, the the frustrating thing is that I think Pogba this season, with the way that um, players have developed this season, they're like a McTominay, they're like a Fred. I think because they are better this season than they were last season. Mm-hmm. There's no two ways about that. More confident um, as well. Yeah, exactly. And I think if Pogba had played more games this season, I think you'd have seen that consistency, mm-hmm. to be honest, already. Um, because last season, even though Pogba was racking up excellent numbers, uh, whatever people want to say about him, he was our best player last season, regardless of what bullshit people want to say. Uh, you just look at the stats, he was leading everything for us. Um, and that's probably the worst side I've seen for United, or at least the the most disjointed. Stiff. You know? Well, not just disjointed side. Yeah. There were players there that just, did, that just didn't fit in. Um, be it either under Mourinho, they didn't fit in, or after Oli took over, they clearly didn't fit in. Um, so, I think... I think Pogba deserves a bit of criticism for lack of consistency, but I also see the reasons. I think there are underlying reasons why he hasn't been able to find that consistency. Um, I think last season he was played mostly with a Matic that was pretty much run into the ground um, from games that he played. He was playing with a, a Scott McTominay that was only just finding his feet a little bit, um, hadn't developed into the play that we'd seen well, towards the back end of last season and, and into this one. Fred was still looked just he didn't look like a Premier League footballer last or, season. Or football period. <laughs> well no, he, he he did. We just didn't look the quality of a Premier League player. Um and he didn't have a defined position really, I don't think. I don't think Mourinho really fancied him. Uh, which is ironic considering he was the manager that brought him in, whether it was his sign yeah, or not. Yeah, but um so yeah I, I do think I think think uh, Pogba's got to take a little bit of little bit of the blame uh, for lack of consistency, but I do think there's there's reasons why. And going back to your point about um, him, uh, Bruno coming on against um, Bruges with that ten minutes and showing, and just showing he was multiple levels better than the players that were started that game. I'll bring it back to the Watford game uh, early when we lost uh, the Watford uh, game away where Pogba came on, we were losing 2-0, Pogba came on, and even in that 10 minutes, we saw exactly what he'd have brought to this side. So I think they've both, I think they've both got, I think they've both got the the, the attributes that we've lacked with the players mm-hmm. that, we've been, that we've had to deal with. Um, but as far as, like I say, consistency, I think, like, similar to yourself, I see both sides of the argument. I would probably more veer towards the... Um, the, the fact that he hadn't played this season, I think if he had done, I think he'd have shown that consistency. Uh, but I can I can understand why that that argument is labelled at him uh, quite a bit. Yeah, and it, it's it, it's not me having to go at Pogba. It's just it's not I'm not I'm not if you listen, I'm not saying that Pogba's worse than Bruno. I'm just saying it's just interesting that it the argument that the Pogba was the Pogba and Pogba brigade. Come out with oh he can't play well because he's not in a great team. Well, uh, I, no, I'll, I don't I'll, buy that. I'll also argue that that 
Bruno, whilst he's been here, has only been asked to do one job. Yeah. Which is create. Whereas Pogba has had to do multiple players' jobs uh, when he's played in midfield because either Fred wasn't up to scratch, McTominay wasn't at a level, or he was comp- uh, compensated for Matic, who was, like I say, pretty much dead before uh, Oli gave him that little bit of a rest and um, breathed new life into him. So, like I say, I do have a bit of sympathy with Pogba, but I can, like I say, I do. I, I, I think people should shouldn't jump immediately down his down his throat when it comes to consistency. I think yes. Yeah. I think the truth lies with somewhere in the middle. It's yeah. not all Pogba. It's not all the team's fault, but it's also not you know Pogba's not completely at blame. Out of blame here as well. Yeah. Um, now the truth would be if Bruno keeps is going, oh, yeah, then I, I, I fully expect. Well, you can see already that Bruno's bringing what Pogba should have brought. The only thing that he doesn't really bring that Pogba does is a bit of physicality. Mm. Um, but then you can count I... that with Tommy, can't you? Well, to a degree, to, to, to a certain extent, I still don't think. I think Pogba's just more effective with his phys- uh, physical, physical, oh, yeah, physicality. Um, but uh, but yeah, so I do think. They offer something very, very similar. Uh, and I think you'll see that more next season when Bruno's played more as a number a number eight rather than a number 10, uh, which I can see that coming next season uh, to get him on the ball a bit more. Um, so, so yeah, like I say, I, I, I still maintain that I think I think Bruno is Pogba's replacement mm-hmm. uh, because of what I've just said, really, that, that Bruno offers some of what Pogba... Um, was was offering or was supposed to offer bring to the table uh, and with a lot less baggage to be perfectly honest because I think that's yeah. the point I think that's the point where I'm at and I think that's the point where a lot of United fans are at even even ones who supported Pogba like myself who's just absolutely sick and tired of all the bollocks that comes out in the uh, in the media which obviously Bruno doesn't have he seems like a respectable person doesn't have a, a absolute venomous Little weasel uh, as a uh, as a agent, so well not yet anyway. <laughs> so uh, <laughs> so um, so yeah. So like I said, I, I, yeah, like I said to me, I think it's going to be interesting this summer what happens because I can't. I, I, yeah, as much as I anyway, I, I'm sure we'll get into what goes on with Pogba in future weeks. But what I will say is Bruno's made a great start. And let's not get too ahead of ourselves and let's hope he just continues to bring it to the table in games because, like I say, we're going to need him in these next couple of games, next couple of weeks. Yeah, definitely. And one thing I say about Bruno Fernandes is I love his attitude and he just makes you want, it makes me want to watch United even more now because I love watching him play. And it's amazing what happens when you sign a quality, quality player into it. If only they sign him in the summer. Um, oh, 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 if we'd have signed him at the start of January. It oh, yeah, even that, even that, yeah. If we'd have signed him at the start of January, we could have been comfortably in top four, given the amount of times Chelsea balls things up, and we could have been in a League Cup final. Yeah. Anyway, more, I'm sure, there'll be, I'm well, hopeful there'll be more Bruno loving um, in the next few weeks. Hopefully he bangs an action against the City at some point. Maybe that'd be fucking great if he did that, what happened like, but you never know. So, next topic. Luke Shaw. Is Luke Shaw turning a corner, or is this just a bit of a surge in form 
due to the Williams development or the pressure from Williams? Because we've seen Luke Shaw play in the back three, left of the left of the three in the back five, and he's played well. I thought he did okay against Watford as well. Uh, I noticed in bombing four, which I thought I had to, I had to check the sh- name back of the shirt at one point. I thought, hang on, he's crossed the halfway line. Oh, sure, okay. Um, I'll, I'll leave it up to you. Uh, I'm I'm 50-50 on this. I can't decide. Is this Luke Shaw turning a corner? As in, like, okay, we're getting more out of him? Or is this a little surge that's going to die off a bit later on, you reckon? Well, I think we're getting more out of him, but I think it's because he's had um, multiple Rest. games. No, well, just, just he's, he's playing consistently. So, uh, with a player like Luke Shaw, who, let's be honest, I don't think he's the brightest thing in the... Uh, I don't think he's the brightest light bulb in the dressing room. So... <laughs> Oh, and obviously he's got this problem. I don't know whether it comes to professionalism or what about looking after himself. I know that's rich coming from me, but <laughs> I'm, I'm not a professional footballer. No, uh, yeah. we're not paid, and you're going to wait to do it. <laughs> correct, correct. Uh, so, um, so yeah, I mean, he, he he probably does need to play every week in terms of his fitness because he doesn't seem to, like I say, he doesn't seem to have the the sense to take care of himself. Um, so I think if he misses multiple games, then I think you're struggling then to get that fitness back up to the level that's required. I also think he's been able to switch to the, the back three. Um, which I think he really made that position his own, even as far back as um, was it PSG. No, it must have been Barcelona uh, when he last season at the, in the home leg, when he, um, when he dealt pretty well with Messi, which is not a bad, uh, not a bad thing to put, in, put a feather in your cap, really, uh, when you come up against him. So, um, so yeah, I think that's helped a lot with him playing that as part of that back three. I still have my reservations about him playing full back because I just don't think he offers enough going forward. He's good defensively, uh, snuffed out a lot of those early uh, dangers from Watford. I thought he covered really well. I think Lindelof lost the lost the ball within about five minutes, and it was Luke Shaw who was covering to get the block in. Uh, so that was good defensively, but I just from a attacking standpoint, I still think he lacks. Yeah. As an outlet, I mean, even Wambasaka enough, but he is at least working on things uh, to offer something more on that right hand side. I think even Luke Shaw offers less than he does. So, so yeah, I still think there's there's issues with his output on in the attacking sense. I still think Brandon offers more going forward, even if it's from his runs, uh, and it still feels at times like Luke Shaw gets. He doesn't seem to overlap, which. As, as much as he should, because I think if you're overlapping, that automatically, because it's easy to defend if your fullback's not overlapping, because you just double up then on the likes of Dan James, which I thought we saw in the first half, at least against against Watford. Um, but if you're bombing forward, if your fullback's bombing forward, that takes one of those players away. So then your winger's got more of a chance to beat his man. He's only dealing with one player. He can maybe get a shot off or maybe create something a little bit easier. Um, so I do think Brandon still has the upper hand in that regard in, in terms of his attacking output, but it's at least it's at least pleasing that, that Luke Shaw's getting a little bit of form defensively. But I don't I think I think it's good to keep them both, to be honest. I think I think Luke Shaw is as long as he's happy to be in competition and not have it nailed down um with with Brandon. I think Brandon's happy to to be a squad player and, and come in and rotate with, with Luke Shaw, as long as they have both happy to rotate, I don't see any reason why we can't use them both, at, to be honest, throughout the season. 
because um, don't forget, Brandon's still only 19. Um, Luke's, Luke Shaw's, I think, is only 24, 25, something like that. Yeah. Um, so, uh, so, yeah, so like I say, I think there's more pressing areas we need to invest in. So, yeah. I would put I would stick with those two at, at, at left back, but I wouldn't say I wouldn't say Luke Shaw's becoming the next Patrice Evra. Um, I, I wouldn't even I don't even know, don't know if he's becoming the next Mick. <laughs> but um, but at least like I say, it's positive signs in the last week from Luke Shaw. If he can continue it, fantastic. But he needs to add more going forward to me if uh, if he's gonna. Uh, keep Brandon out of that starting eleven. Yeah, I'm I'm in the same boat there. I think this is definitely a, a, so I think also the fact that he's not playing every game as much is helping him out. Um I think competition helps players naturally. I think if you've got someone behind you you know is gonna come in and do well, it improve it you know, it's similar it's, 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 and to be fair to him and, and to be fair to him, I think it was the right choice to start him on uh, left back against Watford. Mm-hmm. I thought Brandon had probably his worst game since coming into the side against uh, Bruges. Not, not that I'm slagging Brandon off. It's just that he's bound to have one game, one bad game, um, which really is that all the only game against uh, yeah. Bruges. So I was happy for him to come out, and I was happy to Luke Shaw to to start the game because I thought Brandon needed taking out the firing line a little bit. Yeah, and again, I think competition helps with that. You know, yeah. the the idea okay. that. Before, if Luke Shaw didn't play, you're playing Young there, and Young's not Young wasn't a fullback. Oh, was, don't remind me of that. You know, um, and you know it's same with, you know, Valencia wasn't a fullback, but now you got oh, to. Oh dear me! And what? same thing that you know you can, could I, I same say, thing. Young wasn't a striker either at one point. Um, can, I, can I can I just say, he gets a lot of shit, but all he deserves a fucking medal for just getting those two. <laughs> they were our starting fullbacks eighteen months ago. Ashley Young and Antonio Valencia, they have he got them both out of the Do door. you miss those days? Do I bollocks? <laughs> I can't miss Valencia a little bit, but not I, no, not at right back though. <laughs> overrated winger even at the best of his powers. Um so the competition there I think is obviously helping Luke Shaw and Williams. I think Williams sees he's got a chance to develop. So yeah, I think we I think he's he answered the question, is he turning a corner? He's peeking around the edge of it. Whether this is a long-term improvement and or new consistency or it's just like you've reached your ceiling only time will tell on that one um but it's at least encouraging that you've got two left backs there who you can put in a team think okay it, it, i think it's now a case of if you see the team sheet and luke shaw or williams are starting left back it's not like before you thought oh god he's starting like okay yeah fair enough you, at the moment you think okay i'm okay with that it's not it's not a oh crap he's, a, he's playing left back um but then, but then we could have, and then the, the, the debate more is is more of which player suits which game more. Correct. And I that's agree. the debate you're having now with them. That's yeah. fair enough. Which, you know, which, which, to be fair, you need players in every position that offer offer something different. It's pointless having 22 players who all offer exactly the same. Mm-hmm. What's the point? What's the point in that? You're never going to win. You're only going to win a very very small percentage of games because other teams can change you up. So you need. Other players who offer something different in those positions. Yeah. So next, next thing, the Bruges preview. Um, the team's actually going to be quite interesting because they've got a game at Everton on Sunday, haven't we? At two p.m. 
Uh, was it 2 p.m. or whatever time it is? 2 o'clock, yeah. Yeah. So I'm going to the game, so I'll get to see Bruno Fernandes for the first time. I'm really excited about seeing him. Um, if, he, if he scores a built-in free kick, I may actually lose my mind. Um, and I may, and I may, uh, and I may leave a little message for Woodward somewhere. You know, just a little like you know, the message somewhere for him. Say, so keep buying quality players. You know, there's a little tip. So um, I don't know if you've seen the news, but they've their two best players or two key players are missing. All right. Um, oh, Dennis Den- and oh, is, Den- is Dennis out? Dennis is out. I think. Yeah. Ooh, Dennis and is it Vol Volmer or something? He, he, to be fair, he didn't start the game. He came on. Yeah, but still, he's still apparently a key player for Minty. Yeah, so yeah. already United, we're technically United, technically United win the tie at the minute because obviously they were goal. Yep. Um, the thing is going to be interesting for that one because I've got a sneaky suspicion he might start Igalo. Just got a feeling he might because he's, he's he's come on twice. It might be time to start him. Um, I don't know if he will or not. Um, I'd be nice to see Gallo and Bruno on the pitch together at the same time. I think that'd be interesting to see. Um, first of all, do you think we're going to go through and what line do you think we're going to go with? Um, do you think it's going to be pretty much first team or we're going to see what we did last time, a few changes here and there, you know, and tweak it slightly? I mean, I think we'll go through. I, I thought we'd get through to be honest even after the one all draw which to be honest a lot of people slide it's an away go away score draw in Europe. I mean since whenever when was that ever a bad result to be honest. Okay uh, won the game technically. It was a shit game. Let's be perfectly honest. It was yeah. And the goal that their goal argue their goal shouldn't have stood anyway. Both goals goal, well regardless anyway, but both goals came from mistakes from both yeah. sides. It was just a shit game. Um but like I say when has ever, when has a score draw ever been a bad result away in Europe? Uh, but anyway, so so I do think we'll go through. Um, I think we'll go pretty through pretty comfortably anyway. Uh, even before those players were out injured, uh, especially now that Dennis is out because he was by far their main threat. By far, um, is pacing behind. So if they've not got that, then I don't exactly know what they offer. To be perfectly honest, um, in, as far as the team lineup, I think we will see. Uh, Bruno come back in um, from the first leg. Um, I think he'll start. I, I, I also think that Igalo might start as well. Um, so I think it'll be a little bit of a rotational side, but not. I think there'll still be enough first team as the. Um, and the good thing is actually now that now we're getting players back and we've signed Bruno and Igalo. It's almost like and a certain two players that will not be named are pretty much all out the door as far as I'm concerned and, or at least it looks that way um, that I don't think we can field a particularly weak side now because mm-hmm. those two who I've you know, you know, mentioned later on um, <laughs> were the weak you know what I mean they're the, they're the weak spots really they're the weak they're the weak links in this in this entire squad to be perfectly honest I'm pretty comfortable with any lineup we go with Without those two in, at the minute, because do you want to name him? Do you want to name him now? Well, yeah. I mean, obviously, we saw we saw Ollie ruthlessly drop um, Andreas and uh, and Jesse Lingard. There's no way Pro is Brazilian, and rightly well, he's not. Is he? He's Belgian, really. Yeah, but yeah, um, and rightly and rightly so um, in dropping them. To be honest, because Lingard, I, I still maintain that he does offer something 
every now and again, not very often, but he at least offers something. Andreas Pereira offers the square root of jack shit, and I, and he's no, he's just he's, he has to be out of the door in the summer because he's just not good enough. In would you say, yeah? Football. Would you say Lingard should go, given who his agent is as well? I think I think I, I'd keep Lingard personally because I think he. But if he had sold, then you could see why, couldn't you? But I, but I, I think he is. I think he is out of the, the summer mm-hmm. um, from what from what little bits I've heard. Um, so yeah, like I say, so uh, and I think Ollie deserves credit for cut, for cutting them off. To be honest, because a lot of people have used the same bullshit that oh Ollie Ollie's rubbish because he thinks play he thinks Andreas is brilliant. He thinks Lingard's brilliant playing them and all. The reason he's played them is because he's got. Fuck all else. Yep. So now that he's got more players back, he doesn't need them. There you go. The proof is there. Um, so like, like I say, without those two, uh, I'm pretty... I, I'd be content with whatever side we put out, to be honest. Obviously, Bruno is, offers that something extra that I don't think anybody else in that midfield offers. Um, I hope Scott McTominay gets a few more minutes. I don't mm-hmm. think that. No, well, it depends how depends on how Jack's and what the thought was. It might, it depends on what we on the medical advice and all that stuff and what what he's thinking. I but I, I'd be very surprised if he started. Yeah, I can't see him starting. Um, yeah, so like I say, I, I wouldn't mind Martial getting a bit of a ahead of that Everton game. So like I say, uh, as a number uh, as the number nine, uh, give Mason a couple more minutes after he missed the first leg. Uh, Dan James, give him a little bit of a go as well. I don't know. I still have my reservations about Dan James, but if you can't play him in this sort of game, then when can you? Yeah. To be honest, because um, they've got to attack. They've got to attack. Well, yeah, we've got. We're, yeah, well, I, don't, I think we will anyway. No, I, 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 they've got to. They've got to attack us. Well, so yeah. you do hope there's more space. If you're not, if, if it's nil nil with true. twenty minutes to go, they've got to go out the shell and have a go. I'll, I'll be honest. They, they they kept quite a high line, even over there. To be honest, yeah. It's only Martial really who, who um, exploited it a little bit. Yeah, and, yeah. Um, I, I mean, I, I do maintain still that if Bruno if Bruno starts that game, it will win it. Oh, easy, easily. Because uh, in ten minutes, it will score a goal and went yeah. forward yeah, when he won yeah. the pitch. But um, but yeah, so like I say, I'm I'm happy with whatever we line up with to be honest, because I think we should get it through. I think whatever side we put out, we should be getting honest. Um, and like I say, the bigger game for me is on Sunday against Everton, which is not going to be an easy game, I don't think. Um, again, they've had Arsenal a good run for the money, um, and going away to Goodison is never, no, it's never, never an easy game. An easy game. So, in terms of maintaining that momentum, that's the bigger game for me against Everton. Um, but, like I said, I think whatever side we put out against Bruges, we should be getting through, and I, I expect us to, and I expect us to get through quite comfortably, to be honest. Yeah, and just a little side note, guys, that every game we have into this year, they've won. Um, so just, uh, you know, if you, if, if, if you believe in fate and all that stuff, then, or, or luck and that kind of thing, then maybe that's a good omen for you. Um, they've won it again. I, think, I don't think they've really even considered the goal and I've been. I, I might be wrong in saying that, but uh, they may. Um, so, yeah, I think United will go through. I I wouldn't be surprised if they would do it the hard way, the classic United hard way. Um, but I think with the fact that Bruno's more settled now, he'll probably he's got to start it. I think you got Martial now who's getting more, even more confident now than he was arguably from the first leg because he's obviously scored you know since then again. So he's, he thinks confidence is a bit higher. You got Tommy back in the team, so you've got more options in there. 
Um, and we just see what confirmation he goes with as well at home. Um, just, just curious because I think we, we are more flexible now than we were um, 18 months ago. We can play the fight at the back and go to four back quite seamlessly. We do it in games where we start five at the back and then we switch to back four and it seems to not be an issue. I remember the old Van Gaal five of the five of the back experiment that was ditched after five minutes. Uh, Swansea, that was hilarious. I was there. It's like, oh god, he's ditched it. He's just, <laughs> it, was, it was it was quite incredible. Um, do you so not yeah, mean, do, do not mean Leicester. Oh, where where it was? We're, we're, we're at Old Trafford. The first goal of the game, he ditched it. He won't work in. Oh he... no no no! You're right. You are right. It, it was Swansea. Wasn't it was Swansea. Yeah yeah it was. Yeah, Swansea. he ditched after yeah. five minutes. Oh, a minute longer than that, but he ditched yeah. it because it won't work in. Um, Whereas with Ole, it seems like he can go back five. Obviously, Maguire helps like he's played in that formation, so that, that obviously helps. Um, so, yeah, I think United will go through. I think I'm going to go 2-0 United. I'm going to go with uh, Martial and Bruno goals. I think they'll score again. I think uh, Martial will probably do a back heel, some sword and flick it in the back of the net. Um, <laughs> this, this, is very, like, this, is, this is the way he, he likes to score goals at that weekend. And Bruno will probably score like a, um, a long-range belter. Maybe it's more hope than... Uh, analysis so yeah so we're going to go now to any other business so i'm going to, before i bring up my if you if i've got if i've got, if I've got anything is there anything you would like to discuss that you've seen read or heard or banged your head against the wall over in the last week or so um i want to talk about the grealish links yeah, yeah, yeah you go go with transfers uh, if you want i mean like i said the yeah again uh so that's the touching on transfers i think Oli, the amount of times people slagged him off left and right. I think he deserves credit again for signing another player that's improved us. Hit the ground running. That's four out of four. Um, and yeah, I mean, there's, there's, there's comments also come out today from uh, Ed Woodward, which is supportive <sighs> of Oli, actually. So, so I'd, I, 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 I agree with the statement he's made. I don't trust his statements as far as I could throw him. <laughs> well, yeah, but how come, how come people trust the, the statements that were saying that the rumours? So people are tr- trusting oh, yeah, the yeah, rumours. Yeah, yeah. uh, people are trusting the rumours that, that Pochettino's being flirted with rather than actually the words that come out. I know you're supposed to you, you, you judge um, on what people do rather mm-hmm. than what they say. I get that. But... He's, there's nothing there that suggests to me that he's going in the summer, and rightly so, to be perfectly honest. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so I don't want to turn it into another Oli versus Poch thing. Again. Yeah, I move uh, but, yeah, but yeah, so I, like I said, I just he's encouraging, but he's saying I think it's Oli not negative. No, but I think Oli, all I'm saying is that I think Oli uh, deserves credit where it's due. Mm-hmm. Uh, and again, he signed and identified another player. And brought them in, uh, or at least he's, the board have brought them in finally. Um, that that is exactly what we need, yeah, and exactly the sort of player. And you can see again, it's another step in the right direction into what sort of way he wants his United side to play. Yeah. So I think Oli deserves credit, but that's that's other than that, there's not really that much. From the... Surprise! It's surprising, really, isn't it? That that when things are positive. There's not all that much to talk about. Yeah. To be perfectly honest. So, um, just one quickie. I've just seen some. Well, I was kind of breaking news, but I think it's just a throw a coin from the Daily Fail. Um, Simon Jones is saying you know how to keep in track on Gents forward Jonathan David. That's another whoever, whoever he whoever he is. He's, I mean, I mean, prolific Jonathan David, world renowned 
<laughs> yeah, um, this has been the report here now. Uh, the Canadian has scored 22 goals because all competition this season, as well as banging oh, yeah. 11 for 12 for his country. That was Canada, so yeah, Canada. I mean, Canada, that 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 football, prolific football, yeah, yeah. He, name one player come from Canada who's played, played official football. I can't name yeah. you one. No, exactly. Well, actually, yeah. I can. Owen Argreaves' plan was clearly when we chose to be English, didn't he? Owen, just diverting on that, Owen Argreaves' dad, I think it is, actually comes from the same part of the world as I do. So. Uh, and also, can I also say that Greenwood comes from my part of the country? Some from Bradford. From Bra- oh, I thought you were in Halifax. No, he's in Bradford. He's, um, he's from Bradford, his yeah. old uh, Greenwood. He is, he is, he is, he is. Um, I mean, literally down the street from where, where I grew up. <laughs> All right. And Alan Smith was actually came from Outwood, which is right from where I live. Nice. So um, that was nice. Two good players, United. Um, yeah. Smith was obviously the injury wrecked him. Anyway. So, enough, enough anyway, enough for geography. Um, <laughs> uh, let's talk about the story that came out. I think it was the Manchester Evening Nothing, um, I call them, um, saying that Manchester United are... Uh, what, what was the word? What, what was the word they used to describe? Are are upping their interest in mm. um, Jack Grealish? Um, still up their interest. There we go. That's the phrase. Um, in Jack in Jack Grealish with the idea that he's going. to... I think he's the guy who's going to come in and somehow Evan Madison. I can't see Madison want to leave. Um, I can't see United, I can't see him wanting to leave Leicester. I think the fee. I don't think United would want to pay that with the fact that they've already, you know, I mean, you know, what I mean, I still think when they can get Jack Grealish, who I wouldn't be averse to signing him. No, no, no. Uh, really. I can see that it's not like United have gone like, okay, we're trying to get Mbappe. Okay, we'll go and get um, Andy Carroll instead. You know, it's not doing that, is it? It's just an alternative option, isn't it? That uh, makes it makes make sense. So, I, do I you also b- think to, to just, on, just, yeah. just I, between Madison and, and Grealish. I just feel like Jack Grealish has that bit of swagger. A bit of like, yeah, the, the, he's more like Ronaldo and a bit of skill and a bit of like, I'm going to be brilliant, I mean, you know. I, and... mean, I mean, I mean, not just Ronaldo. I mean, I think to be a United player, I think you need that, that confidence, that the X factor. swagger. That, that basically, or at least you did back in the day, where you know no nobody likes you and they all want you to lose. So you just... You basically be a little shit. Like, yeah, basically, yeah. You shit out in it. And, and I've got a lot of time for shit hours in it. I mean, Herrera, <laughs> Herrera was one of my favourite ever players. Who? So, Herrera. So Herrera. Just, because he was a shit house. He just wound. You love him if you're in your side. You wait him if they're not in your side. And was kind of like that as well, wasn't he? A bit. A little bit, yeah. A, bit, yeah, a little bit. bit. Not as much, but he was like yeah, that, wasn't he? Yeah, was that kind of guy, wasn't he? He just like just didn't yeah, give a but, shit, did he? He'd go for anything, yeah, wasn't he? Well, so that he basically, just, like I say, those sorts of players who... who if you're in your side, you absolutely love them. If they're not in your side, and I can see Bruno being that. Um, yeah. And if you don't like, if you're not in your side, you hate because they're they're either at your players' ankles or they're, they're the ones who create things. And but and I can see that definitely in Jack Grealish, Madison a little bit, but not quite as much. So no. for me, like you say, I, I, given the two of them, it's much of a muchness to be honest, as far as I'm concerned. And uh, like you say, Grealish seems like the more gettable. Yeah, it seems he's the guy they're after. Yeah. Um, so this story comes out that United apparently uh, wanting to do deals in February or start doing the summer deals in February because the logic they're thinking is that um, 
if he gets put in the England squad or gets some of the value goes up. First of all, United, like I told you that, without my, my, my doctor told you that kind of thinking. So, so, to be fair, you don't know the United are saying, you just know that the, the, the Manchester even News are saying that. Yeah. So, no. do you think United are working on that deal now? Or at least I would hope that they know what's going to cost them. I'd be very surprised yeah. if they are. I think they've identified the um, I think, as we've seen a couple of times now, I think we've, I think we have a a, 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 a and a B in, in terms of priority of players. Um, we'll probably have a list, to be honest, about five. But I think those two will definitely be number one and two on that list, whatever way around that is, I don't know. Um, so, yeah, like I say, I, I would expect them to doing, be doing a little bit of work. You'd hope that they would have that foresight to be able to get a deal done, especially given the shambles of our previous transfer windows, how long it takes to get deals done. You'd expect them to be working on deals now, or you'd like that. Um, but I'll believe it when I see it, because the proof is... The, 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 like I say, you can only judge off what you see. Yeah. And it doesn't look like we've got an, a, a, a clue to be honest, um, in terms of completing deals early. Or for, uh, you, you know what I mean? I mean, you look at the Maguire transfer. A good, I think he's been excellent player for us, but the whole way we negotiate, well, negotiated in, in quotation marks where they wanted 80 million three months later. You paid him 80 million. million. Bruno, he wanted 50 million in the summer. Guess what? We paid 50 million plus add-ons in January. Not really great negotiations, is it really? No. Um, so yeah, so as far like I say, as far as the proof, I don't believe it, but I'd I'd hope that we would be doing. I think the truth will lie somewhere again in the middle. I don't think United are doing the deal, but I think United are exploring the player. Yeah. Checking him out, make sure he's definitely the player they want and they not not seen a few things that are just glimpses, not like, you know. Mm. I think they're talking to the agent, which happens, everyone does it to different degrees to get idea of we want to come I think he would um, yeah, I can't I see it, I can't see why he turned them down turn United I, I, down I, I think he'd come even if they stay up to be honest yeah um, and and then also I think you'd I think you know I think United will get an idea maybe not from the for themselves because they wouldn't necessarily want to show their hand that early because what if he has a great end of season and then you know what I mean so I can't I can't, I can't see him building the deal now because no. if they Agree with me, let's just throw a number out, I don't know, 40 million. It won't, it won't be that, but I'm just throwing a number out there. And then all of a sudden, they agree, they agree the deal, and all of a sudden, he has a barnstorm in this season. Scores goals, keeps them up, they're thinking, bugger, could got more out of him. So they won't do a deal now, but I think no. the United will talk to maybe talk to the agent and say, that what kind of yeah. fee would they want for him, roughly? So they get an idea later to land, and then the deal gets them quick, because then they think we're doing the yeah. week. If you know, that's, that's what I think United are doing. Yeah. I don't think they're doing, I don't think United are doing, I talk about the deal, I think United are getting the idea of, like, okay, yeah. so it, this is the wages, that's the fee, he would yeah. come, right, we, 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 we have an idea where we're going to be going into, yeah. and that's yeah, what I hope they're doing. Yeah, they're sending it out, or I think I think they would be. So they, then they can budget appropriately because that's what they to do. Um, yeah, all clubs, all clubs do it. Yeah, to us to more student degree. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I think I think that deal is going to happen. As we speak right now, if they go down, I think it's nil uncertain. Um, I kind of um, 
keep an eye on the results now thinking please lose <laughs> uh, I don't wish for, I don't wish for an 18 but I kind of want Grealish at United I think he comes regardless yeah but I think the, the relegation makes it more certain doesn't yeah. it yeah. Um, so um, yeah we're going to leave it there guys for today um, nice and short-ish sweet-ish thanks to the players on the podcast we get, we're getting really good players on the podcast I hope you guys are enjoying it um, consistent as well which is good and it's positive positive mm. I mean what's going on this is weird we're, we've got mm. a, a signing that was good we've got a, we've got Martial scoring goals we've got clean sheets coming through we're beating Chelsea this is this is good and enjoy enjoy it while it lasts, it lasts. <laughs> we've got rid of Young and Vencia um, yeah. um, quick mention on quick Chris Smalling he said he's got a decision to make Um Quick, for quick answer. United or Roma? Where would it be? If he's got any sense, he'll go to Roma. Yeah, I, he, I, I, he, I, I, he ain't gonna get in at United. I mean, don't you think we will miss us? Blunt crossfield passes. Yeah, scintillating. Yeah. If you don't know it is, guys, just follow follow Simon on Twitter. I'm sure he'll tweet it out again at some point. <laughs> yeah. I'm such smalling on gifts. I'm sure you'll find it. It's the best pass ever. I mean, Paul scores has nothing on that guy. Um, because he nailed it. So yeah, we're back on Monday, um, for the next podcast. We'll be reacting to more likely to be the Everton game because it's a more relevant game at the time. We'll also cover the the Club Rouge game, which I'm going to. Um, and I'm looking forward to seeing hopefully a few goals. Um, yeah. So thanks for listening, guys. We really appreciate all the um views. Well, not views, the plays. We are on iTunes as well. Um, which is just a you know another avenue. And I'm we are consider I am considering putting these on my own personal YouTube channel, the podcast, um, just so we get people listening to it on there as well. Uh, it would just be to be like this, but just be a picture of the podcast, and then be exactly the same. But just way of getting more people to listen to it because I know people, I know me myself. I only watch certain content on like if they do if they're doing. A YouTube and Twitch you may watch one Twitch only, or you know, so just to get more avenues. And you know, it's just if, you, if people don't like SoundCloud or Twitch or whatever, they have the ability to listen to the podcast as well. And we do, I do, we do, I do match reactions as well on my channel when I see the game. So I'll be doing one on Friday when I get back in the morning for the Club Bruges game, where I'll hopefully have a positive review. If we don't, man, if, if we don't, it might be depressing, very short, but yeah. Thanks so much for listening, folks. We'll see you next time. And like I said, if anything happens in the meantime, with any breaking news, anything like that, we will obviously do a podcast based on that. So when we, so basically what I'm saying is, when we resign Ashley Young, we'll do a reaction oh, to it. <laughs> Could you imagine this? I, guys, I can tell you now, if that happened, I think I think Simon may have to be... Um, I'll be ringing Samaritans. Yeah, he, we would have to get some medication for him and just, you know, and, and um, keep an eye on him. So yeah. I'd have to get a padded cell booked. <laughs> yeah, because not, not not for him, just to keep him in there so he doesn't, so he doesn't do anything stupid to um, to like you know like slap wood in the face or something like that. So yeah, um, thanks for listening, folks. We'll see you next time. Bye bye.